everybody, and welcome to The Snap, a Marvel Cinematic Universe recap podcast, where we're going to be talking about all 21 Marvel movies leading up to Avengers Endgame. I'm your host, Kayla Jouette, and today we're going to be chatting about Thor. Uh, talking with me about the God of Thunder is my friend and Destiny 2 pal, Maria Dalal. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you very much. Very excited to get this uh, show on the road. I wanted to make a Thor pun there, but it didn't happen. It's fine. You have an hour about an hour to find a Thor <laughs> to pun crank them at out, some yeah. point <laughs> so um tell me tell the listeners who you are what you do um I am just a fellow nerd I have to admit I'm a Marvel scrub I <laughs> dabble in comics I've seen like 99% of the movies but I very much enjoy them I play a lot of video games and that's what fills a lot of my spare time gaming with friends you know gaming with me gaming with Kayla that should be your <laughs> next podcast gaming with Kayla let's do it you <laughs> All right, so that was the Marvel podcast. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, we're going to be talking about Thor today. This is the fourth episode of the podcast. So, yeah, Thor, Thor's great. Thor gets better later on. He gets a little bit of a slow start. We'll talk about it. I'm going to do the recap. It's going to be a nice 10-minute recap hopefully. And uh, then we're going to review it, talk about our feelings, and we're going to rate it after, see where it ends up in my list. And per usual, we're going to get into that end game spoiler territory towards the end. So, so yeah, Maria, are you ready for me to ramble about Thor for 10 minutes? Let's get her done. Let's do it. So, Thor. We see a van in the desert. There are three people inside who are calculating atmospheric disturbances. They see a flash of colorful aurora in the sky that seems to be creating this tornado in the desert. They speed toward it, and they hit this man in the process. One of the girls gets out, and her name is Jane. She looks at the man, and she's like, don't be dead. Please don't be dead. So then we pan to this history lesson, read by Anthony Hopkins. Uh, humans are not alone in this universe. The frost giants came, and they started an ice age. Then the Asgardian army came from space to help us. The Frost Giant's king fell, and the source of their power was taken from them, which is this nice blue cube. That's what I'm going to call it. Not the same blue cube as a Tesseract. So yeah, the gods who protected us, they returned to the realm eternal Asgard. We get this beautiful view of these golden towers. There's green grass everywhere. Asgard is the beacon of hope. However, they have fallen into man's myths and legends. Odin, who is Anthony Hopkins, uh, brings his two sons upon this blue cube, and he says that one day, one of them will be king. The dark-haired one asks if the frost giants are still around, and then the blonde one says they will hunt them all down. So only one of them can ascend to the throne, but both of them were born to be kings. We flash forward to now, and Thor is this grown adult, and he's holding his new hammer, and he's approaching his father in front of a large crowd. He kneels before his father, and he is the heir to the throne, and Loki is clearly upset by this. This is the crowning ceremony for Thor to receive his hammer, Mjolnir. And in the ceremony, Thor swears to cast aside all selfish ambitions for the good of the realm. Before Odin proclaims him as his heir, he has a vision that the frost giants are here to try to steal the cube. They go underneath to check it out, and Odin takes care of it. Thor is super pissed, and he's thinking all like a warrior that he's got to go stop them, and... Odin's like, no, it was just a few bad seeds. They're arguing back and forth, and then Odin's like, you're not king yet. Chill out. 
So Thor is big mad. Loki approaches him and says he thinks that he's right and that they're going to invade larger necks, but obviously there's nothing they could do without defying their father. So Thor listens to this and he's like, all right, we're going to go to Jotunheim. And he's convincing all of his friends to ride with him. And I'm going to continuously say the four friends. I know mm-hmm. it's the it's Lady Sif and the Warrior Three, but I'm just going to say the four friends because mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of words. So they go to the Rainbow Bridge, Thorax Heimdall to let them pass. And he says that he has never had an enemy skip over his eye until today. So he lets them pass into Jotunheim. They all arrive onto the snowy planet and they hear this voice say, you've come a long way to die. And we see this frost giant sitting on the throne. They definitely look like White Walkers, by the way, for any Game of Thrones fans. Thor asks them how they got into Asgard, and the Frost Giant says that the House of Odin is full of traitors. They mock Thor, and the group tries to leave until Thor goes into a fury, and this big fight starts between all six of them. So the Volstag, the long-bearded friend, he gets touched by one of the Frost Giants, and his arm starts to, like, burn. So he's like, hey, everybody, don't let them touch you. So Loki soon after gets grabbed as well but instead of burning his his whole arm turns this bluish gray and it goes right away after so we're just kind of like uh what's up with that one of the other friends fandall gets stabbed through the arm and they're begging thor to leave but he just continues throwing his hammer into all the frost giants the others start to bounce while thor is still having way too much fun they get stuck at the end by this big monster before the rainbow bridge can be called and thor takes it out in one punch There are hundreds of frost giants behind them now, but before they close in, Odin arrives on his horse and he's like, Ice King, end this now because Thor is just a boy. And Ice King's like, no, there's going to be war and death all because of this. And Odin summons the Rainbow Bridge and gets them out. Also, I know the Rainbow Bridge is like the long thing that they walk on, but is it not? Is it also the Rainbow Bridge that like shoots from the sky? Are you asking me? I'm not sure. I'm just going to call it the Rainbow Bridge. It's fine. I think that's fine. It's all the Rainbow Bridge. So yeah, they get home. Odin and Thor are fighting about how Thor is impatient and selfish. And Thor is like, you're an old man and a fool. And the Nine Realms all laugh at us. And Odin says he's a fool for thinking Thor was ready. He is unworthy of his title, his loved ones. And he takes his power from him and he casts him out of Asgard. And then he takes the hammer and he whispers, whoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. So this is what happened right before Jane and friends hit him with their van. So we pan back to Jane hitting him and getting on the ground and says, like, where did you come from? And he starts yelling for his hammer. And right, they notice on the ground where he landed was the strange symbol branded in the ground. Thor asks what realm they're in. And they're like, New Mexico, dude. And he's just screaming a bunch of weird things. Darcy, which is one of the other people, um, shoots her taser at him. So they go to the hospital with Thor, and we see in the background as they're leaving, the hammer, Mjolnir, uh, shoots through the ground somewhere into the desert. At the hospital, Thor wakes up and starts throwing all the nurses and doctors out of the way. They tranquilize him. Um, We see at the lab, all three of the friends are looking at the symbol, and it resembles the Einstein-Rosen bridge, which is a theoretical projection of space and time, aka a wormhole. They look at the pictures and they see that there was a man inside of the heat signature. So Jane's like, all right, we got to go back to the hospital. So she goes to find him, but he's not there. He snuck out of his restraints. So she goes to leave and hits him with her van again. Then we pan to see the crater where the hammer fell. And there's a bunch of people out here trying to pull it out and nobody can. We have a Stanley cameo, uh, and he's this old man in his truck, and he tries to pull it out with the truck. The truck bed flips out, and he turns around, and he's like, did it work? 
<laughs> so then we see the end scene from Iron Man 2 with Coulson pulling up and seeing the hammer and he calls Fury and he's like, we found it. Then we see uh, the four friends and Loki are all talking about how they should have never let him go in the first place. And they're like, how did Odin find out? And Loki's like, I told him as soon as we left and we should have never even been on Jotunheim for so long. But he didn't know that father would banish him for what he did. So Sif tells Loki, Sif is the girl, uh, Sif tells Loki to talk to Odin and convince him to let Thor come back. But Loki says he loves Thor more than any of them, but he's arrogant and he doesn't need to be king right now. He leaves and they all start kind of talking shit. And Sif's like, he's always been jealous of Thor. And Hogan says, remember the frost giant said there was a traitor in the house of Odin. Fandral says, Loki is mischievous, but you're talking of treachery and this isn't him. And then we see Loki picking up the blue cube and Odin walks in and tells him to stop. So Loki's like, am I cursed? And Odin says, no. So he says, well, what am I? He says, my son, what more than that? And then Loki turns around after holding the cube and he is all blue and he's got red eyes. And Loki's like, the casket isn't all you took from Jotunheim that day, was it? And Odin says, no. After the fight, I found a small baby who was abandoned and suffering and left to die. Lofi's son, Lofi being the ice giant king. Loki asks, why he why did he really take him and he said he thought one day loki could unite the kingdoms but it doesn't matter now he asks why he never told him from the beginning what he is and odin says you're my son i wanted to protect you from the truth and loki starts like screaming in anger um, and odin falls to the ground into an odin sleep if you don't know what an odin sleep is that is basically how odin retains his powers he goes into this deep sleep sometimes it lasts for like weeks and he's very vulnerable in this state so he he's in his own sleep so thor is eating pancakes and drinking coffee with jane eric and darcy at this diner he smashes his coffee into the ground because he wants more coffee and everybody's like dude you can't do that so he overhears a man talking about this starlight crash in the desert with this big heavy thing that nobody could lift so thor just gets up and starts walking uh and jane's like what are you doing he says to jane if you take me there I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. Once you once I get my hammer back, I'm going to tell you everything. But Eric convinces them not to go with him because uh, he's delusional and he's telling stories of when Eric was a kid. So on their way back to their lab, they notice that all of their stuff is being taken away and they meet Agent Coulson at their lab. So S.H.I.E.L.D. is confiscating all of their stuff for government research and Jane is furious. Back in Asgard, uh, the four friends go to approach the king to speak with him urgently, probably to rat Loki out, and they see that Loki is sitting on the throne acting as king while Odin is asleep and Thor is gone. And they ask him to end Thor's punishment, but he says his first command cannot be to undermine Odin's last command. We see Eric at the library and he finds this book on Norse mythology and sees the Bifrost and Thor in it and he just laughs. Jane finds Thor at a pet store, tried to buy a horse, and tells him to get into a van because that's where horses are, or at pet stores. Um, in the van, Thor and Jane are talking, and she's like, who are you really? And he's like, you'll see soon enough, right? Like, power move. Um, he tells her what she seeks is a bridge, and she's like, all right, I hope you're not really crazy. So they go to the spot where the hammer fell, and there's this huge shield barricade around it, and they've built this whole block of tech to observe it. Thor sneaks in while Jane waits outside. And as he's doing this, it's starting to thunder and lightning like crazy. So Thor goes in to find Mjolnir and he takes out some guards and Coulson starts to call for backup. Um, we see a man grab a bow and some arrows and gets up to a high ground. So that's Hawkeye. He goes in to grab his hammer and he can't lift it because he is unworthy. 
uh, and we see Hawkeye kind of rooting for him. So he's holding off the shot and then Thor curses the heavens and Coulson's like, all right, let's go in. Coulson tries to question Thor and he doesn't get any answers. So he leaves and then Loki appears in front of him and he tells him that Odin is dead and his banishment and the threat of a new war was just too much for him to bear. The burden of throne is fallen onto him now, and Thor asks him if he can come home, and Loki's like, no, the truce with the with Jotunheim is on contract that Thor can't come home, and their mother forbids it. So Thor is in tears, and he apologizes to Loki and thanks him for coming, and they say farewell. And then Eric comes back to rescue him, and he t- makes up this lie that Thor is a doctor and that they took his research, so he came here for revenge, and he's on steroids, and, and they believe him, and he gets Thor out of there and he steals back Jane's notes on the way. Eric and Thor go to a bar. Thor says that he got it all wrong, and he says he means Jane no harm, and Eric wants him to leave town tonight. Loki shows up to Jotunheim to confront the king. He says he's the one who showed them the way into Asgard for a bit of fun to ruin his brother's big day. Loki says he can lead them into Odin's chambers to slay him, and he will return the blue cube to them. The Ice King accepts, and when Loki gets back, Heimdall says that he couldn't see him while he was gone, and that concerns him, so Loki must be hiding something. We see Thor, who shows up to the trailer with Eric on his back, who is drunk as a skunk. Eric says he still doesn't believe he's a god, but he ought to be. Thor and Jane go outside by a fire, and they kind of flirt, and they talk, and he gives her back her notes, and... She's upset because she says that S.H.I.E.L.D. won't let her research see the light of day. And Thor's like, no, you must keep working because you're right. Her ancestors called it magic. She calls it science. But he comes from a place where they are all in one the same. He takes her scribbles and her notes of all the stars and planets, and he draws a line around them, connecting them. Nine realms of the cosmos are all linked through the galaxy. He explains all the realms to her until she falls asleep. So the four friends want to go to Earth to find Thor. Immediately after talking, Heimdall commands their presence. He wants them to betray Loki, but he cannot open the bridge to them, so he just conveniently leaves his key in the bridge so that they can go to New Mexico. So Loki sees this and unleashes this large monster into Earth to ensure that Thor does not return. His four friends find him and shows up to the lab. Jane, Darcy, and Eric are shook. There's a lot of shook in this part, so just be, be prepared for that. Um, they tell him that his father still lives, and then Thor is shook. Everybody's shook. And Loki relieves Heimdall of his duty, and he goes to hurt Loki, and Loki takes the blue cube and freezes him solid. And the storm is starting to brew in New Mexico, and then the big baddie loki sent is here thor says he is just a man so he can't help his friends but he can get help and get these people to safety so the big baddie starts lighting everything on fire while thor and jane and friends get people safe the four can't handle the big guy on their own because he's way too strong for them and he's just like lighting up the whole town so thor just a man thor uh, tells them to return to asgard to stop loki he goes to approach the baddie by himself with no powers And he tells Loki, through the baddie, to leave the innocent people alone and to take his life instead. And this big thing just, like, bitch slaps him. Uh, He thinks he's going to die, and he's like, it's over. And then the baddie goes to leave. And then we see Odin, who is still sleeping, and he sheds this tear. And then the hammer starts cracking out of the shell and flies through the air right into Thor's hand. So now Loki and the baddie are shook. His powers are back, and so is his outfit. So now Jane and Eric are really shook. And... Thor is proven to be a real Norse god. So he makes a tornado. He traps the baddie inside of it and causes an explosion that takes it out. Agent Coulson appears and Thor tells Son of Cole that you can count Thor as his ally if he gives Jane her equipment back. 
Thor tries to get Heimdall to open the Bifrost. Heimdall breaks out of the ice, kills the frost giant, and opens the bridge. Thor tells Jane he's going to be back for her one day, and they kiss before he leaves. So they go up. The four go to take care of Heimdall, and Thor goes to take care of his brother. The Frost King is about to slay Odin, and Loki comes in and kills the Frost King to make his mother think that he was the hero all along. So Thor shows up, and he's like, Loki, tell her what really happened. And then Loki's like, nah. Blasts him out of the window and says that he's going to destroy Jotunheim. Loki's using the Bifrost to rip Jotunheim apart, and Thor is trying to stop him. Uh, Loki's trying to prove to his father that he is the right son for the throne. He tells Thor that he's not his real brother. He gets all mad about that. They have some banter, and then Thor attacks Loki, and they start fighting. Thor takes him out by putting the hammer on top of him to stop him from being able to move, and then when Thor goes to stop the Bifrost, it's way too late. So he takes his hammer, and he just starts destroying the bridge, even if it means that he will never see Jane again. Odin wakes up, comes out there, grabs both of them after he destroys the bridge, um, right before they fall off the side, and Loki looks at Odin, and he says, "'I could have done it for you, father.'" And then he lets go and falls somewhere into the galaxy and Thor cries for him. So Loki's dead. Just kidding. We don't know. We'll see soon. We know he's not dead. It's fine. Um, <laughs> everything seems back to normal in Asgard, despite Loki not being there. Lady Sif talks to his mother and tells her that he mourns for his brother and misses the mortal girl. Thor stands by Odin and Odin tells him that he will be a wise king. He then meets Heimdall to ask if Earth is lost to them and that if he can see Jane. He says, don't lose hope. And yes, she's searching for you. So that's the end of Thor. We get this end credit scene um, with a Avengers teaser. So we see Eric, who is in the S.H.I.E.L.D. facility, and Fury approaches him. And Eric's like, I thought you were taking me down here to kill me. And Fury's like, no, I've heard about all the New Mexico stuff and your work is really impressive. And Fury says that he's found something that belongs to legend, and he opens this um, briefcase and shows him the Tesseract. And Eric's like, what is that? And Fury says, it's power, unlimited energy and resource. So as we see this, we also see this mirror next to Eric, and Loki is behind him in the reflection. And we now know that he is alive, and he is controlling him somehow. How is he controlling him? I don't know. We're going to have to find out later. And Maria... What did you what did you think about Thor? What did I think about Thor? Let <laughs> me preface like I so I saw this movie when it came out originally in 2000, I think it was 2011. So I re haven't seen it since then and I remember being like, wow, this movie's so bomb. I can't wait to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I watch it now with like my old ass critical eye and I'm like, huh. This movie is very okay. It's so, very okay. <laughs> it's very okay. Well, I mean, it's the it is a textbook hero's journey, right? Like if I was a high school English teacher, this movie I would make people watch to learn all the all the parts of the circle of a hero's journey. I mean, like we've got we've got the separation, we've got the climax, we've got the denouement, we've got the reunification. It's just very like basic. Very that, basic. It doesn't yeah. mean it's bad. I enjoyed it. There were lots of lulls to be had. I very much appreciated it. I have so much no so many notes. So the first thing I wanted to kind of talk about was that intro, which I think is probably one of the best intros I've seen. Like, it was giving me Twister vibes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like that movie with Helen, is it Helen Hunt? Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but um, like they even gave us a little lull in the beginning where they hit somebody and she gets out and she's like, do me a favor and don't be dead. That's funny. I, so I thought that was a pretty solid opening. I forget that Thor was a huge dick. Like that oh, yeah. whole beginning of the movie, he just he sucks. His friends but isn't that the whole suck. point of like the right. the hero story of being like I'm big and bad, and then you have to learn your lesson and stop being self righteous and care totally. for others, right? Yes, totally. Like even when they go. So when they go to the frost giants to, I don't know what he thinks he's going to do, like kill all the frost giants with him and his three friends, four friends. And even then, Robin Hood Light, whose name I can't remember. You know who I'm talking about? The guy with the mustache? Yeah, that's, um, oh shit. I have their names written down. Originally, I had one white dude and white dude with a long beard. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Um, It's it's fine. Anyway, he looks like Robin Hood. He gets it freaking impaled. Fandal. Fandal. Did you you also know that he is played by uh, Zachary Levi in in Thor, Dark World, and Ragnarok? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird how they, I hate when they do that, when they change actors, like I'm an idiot and I don't know that you change them. Um, (laughs) But he, he gets impaled by three spikes and they're like, Thor. And he's like, it's fine. He's like, you guys go, I got this. It's like, no, you don't. And they're like, no, please. Like, and he's like, I'm having fun. Like, I I don't care about you. I got this. It's like, and I also want to know that, um, so in the very beginning of the movie, even when they're little kids, like Loki was born to be shady, adopted or not, he was born to be shady mm-hmm. because he he's is with the trickster god. That and he's with um it's the very beginning scene when they're little kids and Odin is walking them through and he's like this is the throne room. This is where the king sits. Only one of you can be king. It can't be both. It has to be just one of you. You're setting them up to hate each other. Oh, for sure. So I was like, okay. But I do want to note that those child actors were like one to one. They really were. And I they really were so appreciate cute too. <laughs> I really appreciate that. I have so many feelings about Loki. I really do. I I'm a Loki defender and a Loki stand till the end of time. Because mm-hmm. like, yes, he was the villain of this movie, but Honestly, he just found out that he was taken as a baby and that these people aren't really his family. And he's just dealing with things in his own trickster god way. So, like, you know, I forgive him. You know, the things that he did in Avengers, kind of shitty. But I'm going to still defend him because he got cast out of his home and he was just doing what he had to do. I will. This whole MCU podcast is going to be me defending Loki. (laughs) Every single episode. He deserves, so. de- he deserves defense because let me tell you what I wrote down when he was having that traumatic conversation. <laughs> he was having a traumatic conversation with Odin. Odin's like sweating. Loki's turning blue. And he's like, tell me the truth about me. Tell me my journey. And so I wrote down, thought he was Bran, then thought he was John, realized he was Theon the whole time. Reek. That no. sucks. That sucks. Maria. It's so true. It that is. sucks. No one wants to be Theon. No one wants to be Reek. And he is all of the above. But um, I didn't think, 
like, yeah, genocide's pretty fucking bad that he yeah, wants to is. wipe out the frost giants. But really what he really wants to do is erase his past because he just wants to be part of the family. He wants to be his family. Like he didn't care. I don't think he cared about eliminating an entire race of people. I think he just he wanted to prove out. himself. Yeah. And so when it found, so I don't think it's about, it's not about wanting to be the best king. It's about wanting to make his dad proud. And that's that shit that Odin fed to them when they were kids. Yeah. And I didn't think about what you just said, too, is that, like, erasing his past. Like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, I mean, you got to feel for the guy because his whole life has been a lie up to this point. So how else are you? I mean, you can obviously react in healthy ways, but not when you're you're a half god. You're a half god. You got to be a little bit dramatic. You got to be a little dramatic. um, I also... So I looked up some Thor lore earlier today. Thor lore. Thor lore corner. Um, <laughs> we should make a song for it. <laughs> yeah, Maybe but like a heavy time. metal, like a heavy metal. <laughs> Thor lore. <laughs> That's good. But, I um, cut was... that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, when they were talking about, or I was looking up like Thor comics, because I really don't know too much about the Silver Age, like the 60s and 70s. And what was a cool little thing in the movie, so when Thor is banished in the comics, his father, like, takes his memories and kind of implants him in the body of a partially disabled man named Don Blake, I think, who's a scientist medical doctor. And that's who his he was in the movie, like, when they gave him the fake oh, name. And I thought that was pretty that cool. That is a really cool Easter egg yeah. that I would have never known. So I never awesome. would have known that. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I also want to talk about the women. Are we going to talk about Natalie Portman? Because we have to talk about Natalie Portman. <laughs> I I've... love Natalie Portman. Um, but mm-hmm. this movie is just, she just, mm, well, I don't know if she was the right choice. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that the chemistry between them is really bad. DOA. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like that final kiss. I was like, have I been, is this what I've been waiting for? Like, I would rather see him bang Sif, like, a hundred times Oh, over. my God. Yes. But, and, like, what happens to her? Like, uh I know. I shipped it, but it's fine. <laughs> I did ship it. And, and then I was, like, sitting there, and then I was mad because I was like, what do these two women do besides, like, pine after Thor? Like, Sif is a warrior goddess, amazing person, and when they're up there arguing she's just like defending thor's shitty behavior it's like you're a warrior goddess so but i really want to bring it back to jane who's a brilliant scientist and like the minute she sees thor it all goes out the window i just thought that was kind of like shitty but i understand they got to put a love they got to put the love connection in it's got to be there also her eyebrows were pretty on point i have to say literally on her eyebrows are always on point um like i said love natalie portman just this i don't i don't maybe it wasn't her maybe it was the decisions they made with her character that i didn't like yeah there was just wasn't much like there really wasn't much for us to go on like we know she's a scientist she's fascinated but why why is she into the science i don't know why is she trying to discover this um i don't know i i think all they really say is that they're researching disturbances she has all this work and she's trying to 
figure something out. We don't know. And then we see that she's looking for the the Einstein Rosenbridge. Like, why? What's going on? Like, why are you doing these things? We never find that out. So, yeah. And like, I get I understand that it's Thor's story. And we got to watch him like he comes down. He's he's humbled. Um, and then he's goes back up and, you know, saves the day. Like, I understand we're following his journey. I just would have liked to see more of Jane's journey. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. Oh, that reminds me when I had, I like, LOL'd when they were in the kitchen and they had to introduce the fact that she was single and the way that they yeah, did that I wrote was that she, down. Brings, <laughs> she brings out a, a shirt with like a bowling shirt with like the guy's name on it. She goes, here you go. This is my ex-boyfriend's shirt. We're obviously not together anymore. I hope you can wear it. Like, what are we doing? That was such a weird scene. I had it, I had it written down like, you know, Thor is shirtless and she brings him a shirt and says something about her ex. And then I erased it because I was like, this is dumb. Like, I don't want to say this out loud. Like, it doesn't matter. But I guess, you know, that was the movie trying to be like, hook them up. But like, no, it's whatever. I know I wrote so much dumb shit as I was right as I was um, viewing this movie. Like I wrote Sif was Xena. I referred to as Xena <laughs> as like eight times in my notes. And I was reading That's through fair. and I go, who the fuck is Xena? Um, did you know, somebody told me this on Twitter um, I'm sorry if you're listening. I forgot. I have so many Twitter friends. <laughs> I forgot which <laughs> so one of you popular. told me. Right. Oh my god. Um, so popular. <laughs> I tweeted that I didn't remember that Hawkeye had his first appearance in this movie, and they said that, like, fun fact, he wasn't supposed to be in this movie until at the last minute they decided to edit him in, and that's why, mm-hmm. like, there's no actual interactions between him and any characters. Like, we just see him, like, go up top and view Thor from the top because that was like a last minute thing that they decided to introduce Hawkeye in this movie so pretty cool oh that is cool and that actually makes a lot of sense now that I'm reflecting on that because yeah actually now I'm thinking of it if he wasn't in there I guess Coulson with S.H.I.E.L.D. but I think this was early enough that we didn't really know what was up with S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. At this point in the MCU, so there really wasn't a lot linking it back, or at least that I saw and wrote down besides that. So that is cool. Honestly, I stand Darcy. I love Darcy. They, say when they took all the research, I was cackling when she said they took my iPod. And they were like, Darcy, shut the fuck up. And she's like, I just put 30 songs on it. And honestly, back in the old days with those iPod classics, putting 30 songs on that was no easy task. That's a big deal. So I feel you, Darcy. Buy them and download them and take your time. And you you couldn't just, like, get them. You had Mm -hmm. to plug it into your computer and, like, boot it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes something catastrophic would happen you would like almost format your iPod and lose everything and you had to do it all over again. So I feel you, Darcy. I feel you. That sucks. I love her character. I feel like, so I haven't rewatched Thor 2 yet, but we all know that movie is a bummer. Uh, And I feel like she stands out in that movie. Like, isn't she just like the only like comedy in that movie? Like, I don't know. I haven't seen like, it in a while. So. I, I haven't seen it in a very long time, but I was thinking none of them were in it. No, no they're, they're in all it. in no, it. No, they're in it. They're There's in like it. a really weird thing where Jane goes to Asgard 
it's weird. It's a weird film. It is a weird film, and I think they were trying to keep it close to the comics, too, because when I was doing my, like, Thor research, the story of Jane is, like, him him as Don Blake falls in love with Jane, and then she has to go to Asgard to do trials to be able to stay with Thor, so I think that's what they were trying to do with the second movie, but they were also trying to, like, make it their MCU universe, so it just didn't work. I would have to go back and watch it, but... You could just listen happen. to the podcast when we get that's to the episode and see, see right. what's going on. Save myself a couple <laughs> hours. Um, should we show appreciation for Heimdall? Heimdall is the best. Heimdall is the best. Um, one Idris Elba really shines in that character. I feel like um, oh, yeah. he he gives the dad vibes that aren't there with Odin because I get no dad vibes from Odin. I get mm-hmm. like teacher principal vibes. Yeah. Even at the end, even at the end, when he's like, you're going to be a great king, Thor, I felt like even that was kind of cold. I think, I don't know. I think it's just the role of being king. Like, I feel the same way with, like, this is a weird connection. But when you think about, like, the Little Mermaid, like, her father is the more of, like, that principal role. Like, he doesn't seem like her father. He's just the king. I feel like all king roles are, like, shitty dads that only care about their sons or their daughters like growing up to be great people you know what i mean so mm-hmm. that makes sense because you have to i guess you lose a piece of yourself when you have to be like this mm-hmm. all-knowing figure that's making almost altruistic and we learn more about him and thor ragnarok that we never knew which was really cool so things for the reason why he might be the way that he is um Oh, that battle scene where Loki sends the giant um, robot? Still not quite sure what that was. Yeah, it was just a baddie. That's what I referred to it as. I was having trouble with the fact that four supernatural beings could not bring down this monster. I was like, I understand why, but y'all are the Warriors 3 and Sif. Like yeah, you guys so why are they four. downplaying their characters? I was talking to somebody about this recently. Like we were like, they make the Warriors three and Sif Sif look like shit. Like they make they them do. look like they can't do anything in the entire movie. Like every time they're doing something, Thor has to show up and like show them up. It's ridiculous. And even Sif is like, she gets knocked down and she just lays there and she goes, "All right, I guess I'm gonna die a warrior's death." <laughs> <laughs> and Thor comes over and he says, No. He goes, Get up. It's like, Oh, and she's like, Okay, I'm up, I'm up. So, okay, so Thor is going to come over and, and, you know, tell you like it is, and now you're going to get up and live. Come on. Come on, girl. Yeah. Can come everybody on. just get out of Thor's butt for five minutes <laughs> and just do their own thing? Or. Honestly. Again, I understand this is a superhero movie in 2011. Like, this is the best we got at the time. <laughs> at the time, until... No, I mean, Captain America Captain is literally America is good. right Sorry. after, which is a good film, but, you know, it's it's Captain America. And I'm yeah. not trying to be insulting, but it's Captain America. And then we get the Avengers, which was, like, mind-blowing for a superhero really film. Yeah, so it was... it's not like they were that far away from good content. They were just 
I don't know. I don't know if it's because they're like, oh, we're making a movie about Thor. Not only is Thor a superhero, but he's also this Norse god. So we have to make it super slow and, you know, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was enjoy it was enjoyable to watch. But at the end, I just was left feeling OK. OK. All right. I watched it. OK. I get That's it. That's fine. He's the king now. He's humbled. <laughs> He's good. I also, my last bit where I was LOLing was when the Frost Giants break into Odin's bedroom. And poor Frigga grabs like a little baby dagger. I'm not even sure what happens. <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> and she gets like flung off to the side. I was like, come on, you guys. You guys. <laughs> I was. It reminded me of that scene in Game of Thrones um, when Bran's in the bed, and the, his mother, who's Caitlin, is with the assassin grappling with the assassin, and even she like grabs the blade of the dagger to like protect him. But no, Frigga just gets like flung off She's to the like, side oh. until Loki comes in. <laughs> I was like, "Come on, give me some strong women. I'm thirsty I know. for strong women." You know, you're so right. The, like, I feel like all the women characters in this movie are just like. Oh, Thor, protect oh. me, please. I know, oh. and I feel like I'm coming off real salty. I'm not. I did enjoy this movie. It's just when you have, like, a week to marinate It's okay on to it. be salty. Yeah. It's okay. So, come on. So, where where do you put this film in all of your 21? You don't have to tell me your top three yet, but, like, if you're going to put this, like, what tier would you put the first Thor movie? Um, I would definitely put it in the bottom third. For sure. 100%. Like, if I have to think about movies worse than it, it would probably be Thor 2, obviously. Um, maybe the Hulk. <laughs> obviously. Just because I, I do not like the Hulk. But it's it's definitely not. I Prior to viewing, based on memory, I probably would have put it in the top half. Mm-hmm. But now that it's I'm, I've watched it now separated, it's definitely like a bottom third movie for sure. Okay. Tell me what your top three Marvel films are. Okay. So my number one Marvel film is Infinity War, which I did not see until this summer on Netflix. Just like on a whim. I know. Why did you hold out so long? I don't know. And I stayed spoiler free right up until I watched it. And I just sat there and was so emotional and cried the whole time. It was so amazing. (laughs) And I was mad at myself for waiting so long. Um, That's definitely my favorite. I think number two is Thor Ragnarok. Such a good movie. It is very good. And I think number three is... I go in between Civil War and Black Panther... I think that Civil War is probably the superior film, but the feels and the cultural significance of Black Panther, to me, right. is extremely important. And right. I think I felt more emotions when I watched Black Panther. So that's my cop-out response to number three. <laughs> well, I like that. Why, um, why is Thor Ragnarok your number two? I think Thor Ragnarok is, it also balances seriousness and and funny, but um, I was happy to see Thor, like, given a very powerful moment. Um, Mm -hmm. I think one of my favorite scenes of all time is when he's in the arena 
I think it's Jeff Goldblum's arena. Yeah. With the Hulk and they're having their gladiator match. Like that is just, it's, it's just amazing comedy. It is. And then, uh, I can't wait to get to that episode and talk about this movie because it's so good. And it was such a refreshing take on like a Marvel movie. Like, I don't think I've laughed that much since watching Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time. So, mm-hmm. And I felt like it had stakes. Like, his sis- his sister is fucking badass. Like, that right. is a, like scar- he throws that is his a hammer scary villain. And she just crushes it. And then you're like, yeah. what the f-? You're like, wait a second. Like, this is serious. I know. I'm like, what's... Uh, you're not going to get out of this one, buddy. <laughs> scary as shit. <laughs> But Bye. Yeah. yeah. And then he unlocks his like true Super Saiyan potential. So good. It's just so, so good. good. Um so for me, since this is episode four, we got four movies to rank. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say number one, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Number two, Thor. Number three, Incredible Hulk, and number four, Iron Man Two. Wow, I'm surprised. Do you think that's it. fair? I think that's fair. Who are you surprised about? I remember Hulk is just not good. Maybe I need to. I I don't dislike Hulk, so I I I mention that a lot every time. I'm like, this is why I do this, and I have to kind of defend Hulk every time. But it doesn't go really high. It's in the lower tier, but I mean, it's I I like Incredible Hulk. And there was there was like a Hulk was popping off a lot. I think. I remember there being several Hulk movies, not all there, under there were, the, yeah. the mantle, so perhaps I'm soured based on one of those experiences as well. <laughs> it's very possible. Very possible. Um, but yeah, before we get to the fun part, my favorite part, and we talk about what we want from Endgame, Maria, I gotta yes. thank you for coming out here, for watching Thor, for talking to me about Thor. Anytime. It's been fun. It's been great. It has been um, fun. If you like Maria, if you don't like Maria, you don't have to follow her. It's okay. You should, you should hate like follow Maria. Me. Hate follow me. <laughs> hate follow her. It's fine. She's great. Um, you can follow her on Twitter at Maria Malal. It's confusing because mm-hmm. that's not her her last name, but it's fine. So it's. it's... <laughs> I have to keep off the Google searches. Well, I mean, you're on a podcast now, so everybody knows. <laughs> um, so, so it's M A R I A M I L A L Maria Malal. Keep and up if you... uh, with the dank mem- memes. <laughs> wow! <laughs> you screwed yourself <laughs> over on that. Um, <laughs> if you liked this podcast in general, um, go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter for some updates. So our podcast twitter is the snap mcu so the snap mcu and we'll be popping out those updates on future episodes but maria yes oh before i before we talk right i have to warn everybody if you don't want to hear a possible infinity war captain marvel ant-man the wasp spoiler if you don't want to hear any theories or hear anybody talk about what they want from the film stop listening because that's what we're going to talk about you might hear some spoilers so this is your time to chime out thank you for listening and um the next episode is going to be on captain america the first avenger so check that out and 
yeah without further ado maria what do you want from endgame what do i want from endgame i want drama which i know we're gonna get um what i what i really want in my heart of hearts is i want to see captain marvel come in and fuck shit up oh my god yes i think we'll get it um, but I also want, kind of want some of the dead to stay dead. Who do you want like, to stay I dead? I want us. I want us to have suffered. We're gonna suffer. Some of the dead are gonna stay dead. But who do who do you want to stay dead? Who do I want to stay dead? What's the um, tea? What's the tea? I want Shuri to come back. I need Peter Parker to come back. Uh, I gotta look at these posters. But I also think. So I was kind of surfing the interwebs about some endgame theories, and you shared one with me, too, about Adam Warlock, who mm-hmm. I had no idea who that was, but I've seen him referred to so many times as him, but I didn't connect him and Adam Warlock as the same person. So I'm wondering if we're going to get something happening there. So let me look at the posters if you want to go off on your um, your warlock theory. Unless you've already done well, that. So, so yeah, we see at the end of Guardians, um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, a little teaser for Adam Warlock. But we, we don't hear from that again. And there was a period of time <clears throat> where I think... Everybody kind of stopped believing in that theory of him being a part of the MCU because mm-hmm. we got Captain Marvel and she would have been like that would have been his character, like the redeeming person to save them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got Captain Marvel and then James Gunn was fired. So for a period of time, people were like, uh, well, we're going to give that up. But now that James Gunn has taken on the role again, we did get that that teaser. And normally they're not going to tease something and then never mention it again right so would be super cool if because vision in the comics adam warlock is basically vision's character like he has the soul stone on his head Mm -hmm. and that's how he survives and at the end of the movie he like sends off all the infinity stones to other souls and they find them and it would be really cool if at the end of endgame Vision does this. Like, we see Vision takes the Mind Stone, and he has all the stones, and he spreads them out across the universe to go find who they're supposed to be with. They all have their own purpose. Instead of being controlled by somebody, somebody uses it to live or something. And then we see the Soul Stone flying off, and then maybe we see that gold room, and the Soul Stone attaches to Adam Warlock, and then we have him, and then maybe he'll be evil i don't know we'll see that'd be cool though that would be cool so i'm looking at the posters and here's the t star lord stay dead please stay dead stay dead <laughs> you literally ruined everything with your emotional immaturity and that's the end of that um bucky stay dead whatever no. well I like greasy haired dark men. That's I want Bucky true. alive. I want Loki That's alive. True. You can only have one. You can only have Loki <laughs> no. or Bucky. You only get one. Don't do this to me, Maria, please. <laughs> no, I really hope Loki figures out some way to come back. I after I saw that scene in Infinity War, I paused the movie and I hit Google so hard. I was like, please do not tell me that he is dead. Please, he's not I dead. I think Loki's he's dead, dead. dead. He's dead I think because he's dead, they, dead. his neck yeah. was crushed to pieces. 
dead. But I like people are like, oh, they're gonna reverse time and he's gonna come back. But I think since he was like before the snap, I think that's I think he's dead dead, yeah, which sucks dead. because I think he's super dead. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to see Loki in more movies. I know there is a series coming things. out about him. I thought really. Mm-hmm. I, they were doing... okay well then that makes me feel a little better so yeah and i think it's legit with uh tom hiddleston too i have because that was also how can he be dead if he's having a series well they run either concurrently or the series runs prior so he's still dead y'all Loki's dead so should we say it one more time if anyone's taking shots stop <laughs> I'm gonna start taking shots. <laughs> I know it's truly upsetting. Um, I also am wondering if we're just gonna see Thanos like on a porch whittling, right? What was that? He's literally sipping like sweet tea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I killed half the universe. I'm gonna chill out on my porch, and I got a farm, and like, wh- what is happening in the, at the end? That's why I was very confused. I was very confused by it. Like, you killed your own daughter to sit on a porch in what looks like Louisiana. You could do that whenever. You didn't it have did to not look like Louisiana. <laughs> we are more swampy than that. That's true. Well, that I guess was like, we'll, I guess we'll find out. That was like Alabama. <laughs> Surprise. Thanos is in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, playing the banjo and drinking sweet tea on his porch. What a scene. What a vision Let me write this in my head. Russo brothers, call me. I got ideas. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to show up and be like, all right, Thanos, we're ready to kill you. And he's, he's going to be like, no, let me just play you my song on the banjo. We're going to drink some sweet tea. Everything's going to be all right. Oh, my God. That's the end scene. And that's, a, and that's it. That's the tea. That's the tea. <laughs> Uh, yeah, end game. I'm not prepared. I'm also not prepared. I don't. I didn't get tickets, so I don't know when I'm gonna see that. Hopefully, I can stay spoiler free. It was a mess. I did get tickets, but um, it was a mess. So, well, my theater nearby has maybe twelve seats. So Mm. it's one of those fancy ones. So yeah, it's hard to get in there. So hopefully the internet like stays a little bit less dickish. We can only hope. We can only hope. Is there anything else that you want to see in Endgame? Um, I just... Not that I can think of. I really want to be blown away. Like, like surprised. I think they're we going. will be. Like, I want to see a huge time gap. Like, let me know what's been going on. Where are these people? Are they in the like the the underworld? Where where are they? Are they just nothing? Are they dead? That would be really cool if like not only like maybe the beginning starts and it's like a time jump and we see all the characters and what they've been up to, you know, like mm-hmm. Black Widow finds Ronan who well, who was Hawkeye. Like things like that, but then maybe like thirty minutes into the film we get like a, a black screen and we hear like somebody's voice from the snap. And then we see like them like floating around in the in like the soul stone or something, you know, like something like that. Like, oh, they're, like yeah, how cool would right. that be if we get like some like that's what we're waiting. We don't think it's gonna happen. We're like, all right, they're gonna do it. They're gonna beat them. And then all of a sudden, we just get this little glimpse of hope. That'd be beautiful. That would be beautiful. 
And like I kind of so. want it to be. It always reminds me of those shows, like, um, the leftovers or something, where people just disappear. And uh, a couple of the shows, the people come back and remain like unchanged. So I think that would be super interesting if they came back and were their like frozen selves, like in time. But if it was like twenty years later. So then all the people who disappeared, they're going to have to be the new Avengers because the old Avengers are old because it's been like oh, 20 years. Oh, that is a really cool thought, Maria. And then that way they could phase out like the old Avengers and bring in the that new That would Avengers. be really cool. That would be cool. But I think they have something even crazier in store for us. I hope so. I hope we're all wrong and we've made all these <laughs> theories and they're like, Nope. And then you we get like a, a, a rom com. We get like a nice rom com for Endgame. So Thanos is in Alabama. He's on the porch. <laughs> yeah. And Black Widow finds him. And we think he's she's going to like assassinate him. But then they end up being married. And they've settled down. And they have a kid. And then the kid finds out. He finds the, the gauntlet. And he snaps. And everybody comes back. That's Avengers Endgame, wait, that, everybody. Wait, that would be wild. <laughs> that would be so wild. Like she comes out, or she like comes out of the porch door with like the tea in like a <laughs> in, like a container and refills it, and like does that thing where she kisses his cheek and they just look out into the sunset and they're like, "This is but this is nice." I hate us. Who would know that? <laughs> Let me so, write all your movies. <laughs> Please hit us up. <laughs> um so, so that was a great episode. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna wrap it up here <laughs> with all of our our plans for the script. But uh but it's been fun. Thank you for talking Thor with me, for talking some endgame stuffs, and yeah, like I said, the next episode is gonna be on Captain America, the first Avenger, which I remember being a really boring film, but I had fun <laughs> watching it, so I was pleasantly surprised. Um, but yes, like I said, if you want to keep up with the podcast, follow us on Twitter at the Snap MCU. We're going to be posting updates of when the episodes go out. And yeah, thank you all for listening. Maria, thank you for coming on. Of course. Anytime. And yeah, y'all... Y'all have a great evening, and thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.